Hi guys. Hello. I'm Casey. I'm Sarah. And we are Relatively Dark. So about last week, (laughs) our bad, we had, I would call it a bit of an emergency. Yeah. And we weren't able to record last weekend. Without going into details, we just want to apologize and ask for for forgiveness again. Hopefully you all know that we're not going to skip an episode with no heads up, no warning, whatever, unless something comes up and we just can't. So Yeah. Last weekend was one of those times. So apologies. But all of y'all are awesome, and I'm sure that you understand. And hopefully, <laughs> we always try to make it up in one way or another, sometime or another. We'll yes. throw in an extra episode sometime soon, yep. hopefully, or whatever. It's just... Life happens. Yes. So we apologize for life. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> if you hear any little scratching noises, it's not a rat. It's my dog. <laughs> I have custody of her today, so. She looks like she's looking up at you, like, how dare you say that about me? Yeah. Today, unfortunately, I'm going to make you mad. Lovely. I'm going to apologize, but today we are going to the dark side. Okay. Not the relatively dark side? Nope. Not at all. There's not much light about this one, so. Okay. Yeah. I'm super excited. Apologies, but... I felt like it was necessary. It needs to be told. It's a story that needs to be out there. Yes. So, this is the story of Heather Kwan and Ryan Waller. And you didn't know this one, right? I do not. Okay. None of it's ringing any bells. Which also... Nothing's jingling. (laughs) Jingle bells? I know, I know. It's ringing. That makes more... Whatever. Either way. Anywho, the fact that she doesn't know this case... Kind of gave me, well, it didn't kind of, it did give me confirmation that I need to tell it. Because the fact that she's a buff when it comes to this stuff. All this I'm stuff, a buff. <laughs> yes. All the stuff that she's watched, all the stuff that she's listened to, and everything that she's read. She has not come across this. I have not. So, it apparently needs to be out there more than it is. <laughs> if I haven't heard of it, then it's I, not very well known. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. There are some that a lot of people heard of that I haven't, though. Well, a lot of people have heard of this one because there's a lot of stuff about it, but... I'm not one of them. Right. Whatever you've covered so far hasn't, and I felt like it needs to be. So, here we go. Okay. Ryan Waller and Heather Kwan. Make me mad. I'm apologizing. I'm going to apologize a lot. That's okay. (laughs) Anyway, so Heather Kwan, she was from Glendale, Arizona, and she was born on April 10th, 1985. She was a student at Arizona State University, and she wanted to eventually go to law school. Okay. She was a volunteer for the Big Brother slash Big Sister program, and she was described as being very loving and generous. Mm. Um, what? You're saying was. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I mean, I kind of saw it coming already, but. Heather and Ryan Waller had been dating for about seven months, but they had known each other ever since they were little. Oh. Yeah. They went to school together and everything. Went to school. So, Ryan, a bit about him. He was born on February 12th, 1988 in Phoenix, Arizona. He had taught himself how to play guitar when he was 11, and that's what he had wanted to do with his life. His father referred to him as a guitar wizard because he was so good. Aw. Yeah. So Uh, they're both very talented. Yes. 
Different ways, but talented, nonetheless. In December of 2006, Ryan and Heather were renting a home along with another roommate named Alicia. And at the time, Heather was 21 years old and Ryan was 18. Okay. Yep. On December 23rd, 2006, Ryan Waller was helping his father, Don, remodel his bathroom. Before Ryan left, Don had reminded him of the dinner his family was having on Christmas Day. Don called Ryan before the dinner on the 25th, but there was no answer and it went to voicemail. Ryan and Heather never showed up and Don had tried to call again when dinner was ready and after dinner after dinner <laughs> was over. So at this point, he knows that something isn't right, so he goes to Ryan's house to check on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who went with him, but it was at least his mom and dad. Okay. They get to Ryan's place and they knock on the door and there's no answer. So Don calls 911 for a welfare check. Okay. So they made this call around 7.50 p.m. on December 25th, and the dispatcher told them that a police officer would call them back. Oh, I forgot it's Christmas. Yeah. I don't like this. Me either, but um, here we go. <laughs> While they waited, Don and Ryan's mother went to get coffee, and they came back. Okay. At about 11.30 p.m., Don gets a phone call from an officer, and he tells the officer about the situation, and the officer tells Don that they'll come take a look. What time did they call? 7.30? 7.50 p.m. So, two hours later? Three. And Three. A half. Three and a half hours later, they call him back. That's a long time. I agree. But okay. the police, police officers, <laughs> the officers pull up about 30 minutes later. So, so they get there midnight. Yes. Sorry, I'm sure you're going to be like. No, that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the things I forgot to mention is any thoughts that you have. I mean, as long as they're not just completely ridiculous. I don't have those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know them. Okay. Yes. I try not to interrupt you. I know. That's fine. But um, I kind of want you to on this one. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's like you I said. You said it. <laughs> Just tell me your thoughts. Okay. 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 Oh. When the police get there, they knock on the windows and doors, but once again, no answer, nothing, silence. So they're trying to peek through the windows to see if they can see anything, and one window had vertical blinds. Okay. And they were kind of swaying back and forth as if a fan was on or... Like the air? Yes. Okay. Something along those lines. So through that, as the blinds are moving, they see a body on the couch that looks suspicious. Okay. Yes. That they think is a dead body. Okay. Yes. So after this, they know that they need to get inside, but they get a warrant first. And this takes about an hour. And after the officers get the warrant, you look confused. Why do they need a warrant? If they saw somebody laying on the couch and you said they presumed or thought they could possibly be dead, mm-hmm. you would think they would burst in the door. Yep. I understand you have to have like probable cause, but not if you're doing it to help somebody for somebody's own safety. That's the whole point of a welfare check. Exactly. And there is exigent circumstances that specifically give them the legal right to yeah, exactly. come into someone's home if there is a potential danger in order to save someone's life they have that right to do that that's stupid agreed so they get the warrant after about an hour after they get the warrant they call a locksmith to try to open the front door why (laughs) why aren't they kicking it down i don't know i don't know so the locksmith apparently can't open this door so they go around to the back of the house and try to open the back door that went to the master bedroom while they're trying to unlock this door ryan opens it what yes Okay. (laughs) They see Ryan, and his face is obviously injured. It's got a noticeable black eye Mm -hmm. over his left eye. 
And the dead body of Heather Kwan is laying on the couch. Mm-hmm. And she has a gunshot wound to her head. Okay. Yes. Ryan is obviously the prime suspect. Right. Makes sense. He's been injured. There was a fight. He shot Heather. Heather got shot. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that seems pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So, Ryan was almost immediately handcuffed, and he was put in one of the patrol cars, mm-hmm. which, by this time, there were ten cars and a helicopter at the scene. That's a lot. That's what I thought. But I guess with all of the not being able to get in, and the warrant, and the locksmith, yeah, they just drew a lot of attention, and obviously the dead body. Yeah. So. But there wasn't, like, any urgency to get into the house. Enough yes. to break a window or knock down a door. But they have all these people there now. That's weird. It is. I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. See? That's weird. Mm-mm. I don't know what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Ryan was taken to the police station and he was placed in the interrogation room around 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So, like, five hours after they got there. Yes. Okay. So, now we're going to talk about the interrogation. Okay. The whole interrogation is on YouTube. It's about an hour long if you want to watch it. I do. I recommend it. (laughs) So even though the video is an hour long, he's in the interrogation room for about an hour, but the actual interrogating part is only about 30 minutes. Okay. So. It just shows a lot of like the in-between and stuff. Yeah, it shows him sitting there for a while and then he's got pictures taken of him. Yeah. Stuff like that. So the man interrogating Ryan is Detective Paul Dalton of the Phoenix Police Department. Okay. And when Ryan is questioned, he keeps repeating that he doesn't know and that he just wants to go home and go to sleep. Okay. So he's not answering many questions. He doesn't give the detective much information at first. He doesn't really offer anything. Mm-hmm. There are a few clips from the interrogation that I'm going to play for you. Okay. Play. You're going to have to give me a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one that I'm going to play is the first little bit of the interrogation after Detective Dalton reads Ryan his Miranda rights. And he gets all of, like, his personal information verified. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready. What's the um, highest grade you went through school? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what the highest grade you went through? Eighth. Did you, eighth grade? Did you graduate? Yeah. Did you, do you have a GED? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to go home. Oh, you're, you're not going to go home right now. So what? What's the highest grade that you completed? B? No. Not, not grade. As in letter grade, I'm asking, did you graduate high school? No. And the highest you went was eighth grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know how to read and write, Brian? Yeah. Okay. So, after listening to this, it kind of seems like Ryan is not cooperating. It sounds like he's not coherent to me. Thank you. That was my first thought. Okay. (laughs) My next point is, what do you think? (laughs) Would you like to elaborate? Uh, yes. I'm not a police officer. 
and I do not have all the knowledge they have, especially when it comes to interrogations. But if I was asking anybody questions as a police officer or not, and they were giving me answers like that, like just his tone and the way he's talking, it seems like he doesn't even understand what he's saying. Like he's not even communicating properly. It doesn't make any sense. Agreed, (laughs) by the way. But according to Dalton, I'm assuming he's not really giving him straight answers and it seems like he's kind of giving him the runaround. He just wants to get out of being arrested for murder. That's not what it sounds like to me. But again, I'm not a police officer. Okay. He ends up answering more questions. He's questioned if he has a girlfriend and he says no. Detective Dalton presses him further and he asks if he knows a girl named Heather. And Ryan answers yes. And then Dalton asks what her last name is. And this is Ryan's response, which I'm going to play another clip. I don't know which name she's trying to use as her last one. She's trying to have a real last as her nickname, so I don't know. What nickname does she go by? She probably wants the last name, Kaiman. Kaiman? How would you spell that? With a K or a C? K. So, what's Heather's last name? There you go. That's her last name. He doesn't know what name she's going by. We're trying to go by. She has a nickname. Last name is Quinn? Quan. Quan. Mm-hmm. Nothing like Kaiman. No. I have no idea where that came from. I'm going to show you what Dalton sees. Okay. Okay. Here is one of the pictures that was taken of Ryan before the interrogation. Okay. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah. That's what Dalton sees. He needed medical attention. His eyes swollen shut. And that's not the only thing wrong with his face. I mean, I didn't take, you know, a very long look at it. But I'm not a police officer. I'm not any type of medical responder or anything like that. He needed medical attention. Okay. Just my opinion. (laughs) You are not alone in that opinion. Good. And the truth is, as you suspected... He is suffering from a head injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I debated on when to throw this in there, when to throw the truth in there, mm-hmm. what was actually going on. But yeah. you've already suspected it. I'm letting you know. That way you can get the full effect, unfortunately, of the rest of the story. So he needed medical attention. Yes. The interrogation ends up going on for about 20 more minutes after this. Okay. Dalton repeatedly asks Ryan what happened last night, to which Ryan consistently says he doesn't know. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Kind of like the same tone that we heard earlier. I guess Dalton believes that Ryan's off-the-wall answers are intended to throw Dalton off, and Ryan isn't going to confess to anything. Right. Whatever. (laughs) I don't like this dude. Yeah. Dalton, not Ryan. Right, yeah, obviously. Ryan does end up saying that Heather hit him in the eye and that it was an accident, but his story keeps changing, and he keeps going back and forth about who gave him the black eye. Yeah, because he probably doesn't even know... What he's saying. Doesn't yeah. even know what happened. Yep. He even contradicts himself about who he knows, who lives at the house, what was going on, and who was even there at the time. Yeah, it makes sense if you have a head injury. Or if you're a criminal trying to get away with murder charges, I guess. Yeah. I mean, some people do do that. Do do that. <laughs> That's why you get people checked out. So you can rule out a head injury for one reason or another. That's right. Duh. Duh. So... Dalton ends up bringing up the dead body in his house during the interrogation. I was going to say investigation. Interrogation. 
And then Ryan responds to that differently, and he ends up giving a completely different story of what happened. Okay. And I'm going to play you that one, too. Okay. This clip is a bit longer. It's about two minutes, but it is 100% necessary, so. Okay, let's hear it. Sit back. There's a dead girl in your living room. She's dead? Yes. Heather? I don't know. I want to know what happened in your house last night. A girl on the couch is dead? I don't know. If she's on the couch, she's dead. Well, these people came over. Lucien is dead. With shooting arrow, blowing darts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They hit me and her with those. That's it. And Heather wasn't there. And Eric wasn't there. It was just me and Heather. What was there? You and Heather were there. And then what happened? And that's it. Richie and his dad tried to break in to the back. Richie and dad? His dad? Mm-hmm. Who's Richie? I don't know. Well, you obviously know him. You know his name by Richie. He used name. to live there. Was he a roommate of yours? He used to be. And they... They hit you and... They hit you? Yeah. Now it's Richie that hit you, not Heather? No, Richie and his dad. Richie and his dad. They hit you? Yes. Why? Because they're trying to get their stuff. I don't know why. And they had some kind of bow and arrows? Mm-hmm. They each had two revolvers and they didn't laugh any shells. Okay, you just said they had bow and arrows. Now they have revolvers? That's what I meant. They have revolvers. They have revolvers? Yes. And then what happened? And then they shot us with those. They shot both of you? Yeah. Where'd they shoot you at? I got shot in the eye. You got shot in the eye? I think so. With a revolver? I think. I don't know, man. I don't know. So there's Ryan's final story that he ends up sticking with. Insisting that Richie and Richie's father broke into their house and shot both Ryan and Heather. Okay, I want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. All of the obvious things that I would mention that are odd and weird and should have been taken more seriously, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess he's trying to say like a bow and arrow, but he says... He says, well, these people came over, Richie and his dad, with shooting arrow, bow, and darts. That right there. Shooting arrow, bow, and darts. And what does Dalton say right after he says that? Or he says, do you know what that is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ryan says, you know what I'm talking about? And Dalton says, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what that is? What is that? Shooting arrow, bow, and darts? Yeah. What is that? It's like he's finally talking. So, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Keep going. Yeah. Like, you were not trained well, sir, or you forgot everything you were trained because that is red flags. I think that Shooting arrow, he bow, and darts. just doesn't care enough to Mm-mm. read between anything that's not right in front of him. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to even say right that because it yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, once again, doesn't make sense. Yeah. He needs to be checked out. Agreed. If he's guilty, he needs to be checked out so they can get to the truth Mm -hmm. before something happens and they no longer have the access to that information. Right. Or if he's innocent 
And that's not the real story, the one that they think has, has happened. He needs to be checked out so they can get to the truth. Yep, either way. So, obviously, Dalton doesn't believe him. Of course. But at this point in the interrogation, not even just this instance, but Ryan is showing symptoms of dysphagia and memory loss. Mm-hmm. Almost throughout the whole investigation. But the dysphagia is coming where he thinks he's saying something else and something else is coming out. Like the bow and darts or whatever he's saying. Yes, he yeah. is thinking revolver, but what comes out is shooting, arrow, bow, and darts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's what I meant, revolvers. And whenever he says these other names that don't make sense, it's because he doesn't know. I don't understand why Dalton even thought that he was going to get a story out of him. Whether he did this or whether he didn't do this. How are you going to use anything he's saying? You're going to show a judge that transcript? (laughs) I don't know. This is why we have probable cause to arrest him? I mean... It doesn't make any sense. I don't think so either. But he doesn't believe him when he says he's been shot in the eye. Because a lot of people could feel this way. You're not going to get shot, let alone in the head and be conscious... And even walking around or talking. It happens all the time, though. Yeah. I'm surprised how often it does, but... I mean, granted, I'll say, you know, from me briefly looking at the picture, it didn't look like he was shot in the eye, but I don't know. Right. Either way, medical attention. Yes, he needed medical attention. That is... Yeah. (laughs) That is my whole point. He needed medical attention. Agreed. Just further proof of that. Agreed. Um, Dalton ends up pushing further, though, asking him what he did after they were supposedly shot he doesn't believe it ryan says that heather was asleep so he just let her sleep and then he just went to sleep and dalton asked why he didn't call 911 ryan says it was because he was just trying to go to sleep dalton says at this point she got shot in the head and you let her sleep that makes no sense at all he's about to give up yeah but then he decides to take a closer look at ryan's face Mm -hmm. he notices that there are holes in his face are you serious yes possibly bullet wounds and his demeanor seems to completely change after this oh really yeah you can watch all this on the interrogation video but he stops and he says ryan look at me look at me and so ryan kind of leans forward and then just sits back he says he's gonna go call the fire department to take a look at ryan and probably take him to the hospital finally yeah ryan asks why and dalton replies quote well if you've seen your face and the way you're doing things it just doesn't make sense right now okay But it did 20 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier. Yeah, apparently. That's what I thought. Okay. So stupid. Ryan once again states that he just wants to go to sleep. Yeah, he probably has a concussion. At the very least. Yeah. Dalton tells him that if he has some kind of head injury, he doesn't need to be sleeping. Mm Mm-hmm. So Dalton knows how to treat someone with a head injury. And he obviously knows the signs of a head head injury. So I think he has a head injury. Something's wrong with Dalton. He should anyway know all of this being a police officer, but I think it just proves it more. Yeah. Like, we knew this. He was just ignoring Mm. the signs. How can you do that, though? I don't understand. Because he's a dung beetle. Okay. So, the fire department shows up, they take a look at Ryan, and they take him to the hospital to get treatment. Good. Yes. This is at about 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So this was like six-ish hours since they first got to the house? Yes. They got there at midnight, and then he goes to the hospital at six, around six. So yes, six hours. Okay. So now I'm going to jump to 
looking into the things that Ryan said during the interrogation, and then I'm going to go back to what was going on with Ryan. Okay. So, Ryan was in the hospital for over a month, but he was discharged home. Okay, good. I was scared that he was going to die. Detectives came to interview Ryan after he got home from the hospital, but Detective Dalton wasn't one of them. Good. Yep. Now we're going to talk about who this Richie character was. Okay. He was a 24-year-old man named Richie Carver. He was a previous tenant in the house that Ryan lived in. Mm-hmm. If anyone believed that Richie was a previous roommate, that's not true. That was just what Ryan had said in the interrogation, but he wasn't thinking straight. So right. That's not right. Clear that up. He lived there with another young man named Eric. Okay. He did mention something about an Eric. Yes. He had eventually kicked Richie out. And after this, Ryan had moved into the house. Okay, so Ryan lived with Eric, but before Ryan and Eric were roommates, Eric and Richie were roommates. Yes. Eric and Richie. Richie kicked out Eric and Ryan. Correct. Okay. Yep. Just making sure I'm following. Yeah, that's fine. Richie also had a criminal record. That started when he was in middle school, and it included assault, making threatening phone calls, and armed robbery. Mm-hmm. According to Eric, apparently with an interview, or during an interview with him at some point, somewhere, don't have that. <laughs> um, Richie had also been around while he lived there with Ryan. Richie had reportedly gone to the house asking if there had been any mail for him after he had moved out. Okay. Makes and, sense. Yeah. But Eric had also said that one night he and Ryan found Richie in their backyard, and Richie claimed that he was looking for his lost four-foot-long iguana. Okay. Yeah, weird. This night, Eric had pulled a gun on him and told him not to come back. Okay, so that may have escalated things just a tad? Maybe. But Eric won't play no games, apparently. So, Richie has a record. He knew the home and at least one of the victims. Mm-hmm. So, there is no record that he ever knew Heather. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Richie's dad. Richie's dad. Richie's dad was Larry Carver. He also had a criminal record. He had been arrested at least six times, and his other charges and other altercations included domestic assault, assaulting a police officer, theft, and unlawful uses of weapons. So he'd been arrested six times, but he had a lot of multiple run-ins with the law. Gotcha. About four days after the interview with Ryan, Richie Carver was arrested for the murder and attempted murder of Heather and Ryan. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Richie's mother, a few days later, went to the police and turned in Larry Carver, her own husband. She said that Richie wasn't the only one involved, and a lot of people think that maybe she was upset for letting her son take all the blame. Makes sense. So, he was arrested too. Good. Yep. So, now I'm going to tell you what actually happened the night of December 25th. Please, do. Richie and Larry tried to break into the house through the sliding glass door at the back of the house. Where the blinds are? Yes. Okay. That led to the kitchen. Ryan heard them, and he went to see what it was, and once they saw Ryan, they shot him in the head. Hmm. I think what happened was he fell to the ground, or the floor, and they shot him again. And then they went on to shoot Heather, who was on the couch, trying not to leave any witnesses. So they took what they wanted, and they left, and they left both Heather and Ryan there to die. Heather didn't wake up when he was shot? No, I mean, it might have just been so fast. True. So, where was Alicia? Was she not home? I will get to that in a little bit. Okay. Yes, Um, ma'am. All right. So, fast forward about a year and a half, and we are at the trial. Okay. Larry's wife comes forward and says that she isn't going to testify against Larry, and she is invoking her spousal testimonial privilege. Okay. Three days before the trial. But she's the one that turned him in. I know. I wasn't sure exactly what all of this 
entailed, so I looked it up, but this meant that she didn't have to testify against her husband, and they couldn't use anything that she had said before in the trial. I didn't know that. Yes. I knew that they can't force you to testify against your spouse, but I didn't know that they couldn't use, which makes sense. Yeah, because I, I was that, like, but if I, they can't testify, I never she still already said it, so yeah, yeah I didn't know I either. I hadn't thought of that. So that trial was dismissed, and they didn't have enough to keep Larry in custody. They were trying them together, so they set up a new trial for Richie. So, is the only thing they had against Richie was Ryan's interrogation, what he told them? I don't know. I feel like there had to have been something else. But I also had thought that it may have had something to do with the fact that he knew of Ryan and he used to live in that house. I guess they could tie him more to it than they could Larry. Because at first I was like, if they were going to try them together, how are they? I still don't really understand that. Is the only thing they had against Larry, like, his wife coming forward when she backed out? and that Yeah, they because they didn't feel like Ryan's testimony was enough because of the state that he was in. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but they had to have had something more on Richie than Larry. And I think it had to do with the relationship that he had with Ryan or what little one he did have. But he did have something there. And the fact that he used to live in the house and his criminal record. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. That's just that my thought. Sense. I don't know for sure, but that's just my thought. Yeah. Richie, he was found guilty at his trial on all four felony accounts, and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Goodbye. Yes. Here's a quote from my psychiatrist who evaluated Richie in 2000. So this was before anything happened with Ryan and Heather, which was in 2006. So this was one of his previous charges when he was in jail before. Okay. So this is what she put in her little notes. Quote, His moral structure is so weak that his internal control mechanism, his conscience, has no influence over his behavior. That is, he is able to violate himself and others with the same ease as he's able to take a drink of water. End quote. Wow. Yeah. So she's saying like it doesn't have any more or less of an effect on him shooting somebody as it would taking a sip of water. Yep. And he wasn't, like, somewhere where he could get help, like a treatment facility or in jail for all the other stuff. But he was obviously a threat to society. Yeah. But okay. Yep. Heather's family eventually helped initiate Heather's Law, which puts an exception on the spousal testimonial privilege if a person has voluntarily provided information to the police. Oh, maybe that's why I hadn't heard of it. Maybe. Because... I only heard of it after it changed. Yep. Because of this, Larry was arrested again and found guilty in 2012. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he was also sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Yes. This is kind of a little bit of a tribute to Heather, too, because I know a lot of the stuff around this is centered around Ryan, but she was also a victim and she deserves her part to be told, too. Yeah. So I think that Heather's Law is a great thing that was done and it helps honor her as well yeah yep i'm glad that something came from it yeah me too not that makes it worth it but you know what i mean yep i totally do (laughs) so now we're gonna go back into what happened with ryan and we're gonna talk about his injuries okay is this where it gets dark yeah okay so here are the injuries that ryan sustained okay he had a bullet in his brain and a fractured skull Mm-hmm. Yep, you knew. Six pieces of his eye socket were in his brain, which is called a blowout fracture. Oh. Yeah. 
from getting shot. Yeah. In the eye. Yes. Oh, I don't like that. Me either. Okay. He also had a broken jaw. Uh. Yes. So all of this clearly explains Ryan's behavior and why he was getting all of his words and information mixed up. Well, yeah, duh. Yep. So from the time that Dawn had called 911 for the welfare check to the time that Ryan was taken to the hospital totaled about 10 hours. (sighs) Yes. And it was six hours from the time the police showed up for the welfare check, which you Mm -hmm. already figured that out. Ryan survived, but he obviously had permanent brain damage. Yeah. Uh, He lost his left eye. He had to move back into his parents' house because he could no longer take care of himself. According to Dawn, Ryan's behavior now resembled that of someone with Alzheimer's. He would repeat stories a lot, ask questions, the same questions. Yeah. He also suffered from terrible seizures, and this was the worst of the lasting effects. Uh. Sometimes these seizures would result in other injuries because of, cause he would fall or yeah. hit himself somewhere else. He suffered from broken bones because of these seizures or cuts and stuff that would require sutures. That's so sad. Yeah. In November of 2015, Ryan had a seizure in a grocery store that caused him to fall and hit his head, which in turn caused a brain bleed. Mm. And on January 20th, 2016... Let me stop. Mm, No, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I do. On January 20th, 2016, at 27 years old, Ryan passed away Mm. from this brain bleed. Richie and Larry could have charged, uh, could have been charged with murder after this, but since they had already been sentenced to life, Dawn decided not to go through with all of it again. Yeah, I don't blame her. Yep. Blame her? Him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they should have gotten restitution from the police department for not getting him the medical treatment he needed. Agreed. Completely. And we're actually going to get into that a little bit. Oh, okay. Yep. Continue. Okay. Before Ryan's death, Don and Ryan sued the city of Phoenix and the Phoenix Police Department for negligence mm-hmm. and for delaying the medical treatment that Ryan needed. There you go. Yep. I'm going to talk a little bit now about things that the Phoenix Police Department tried to say or claimed in their defense. Okay. Do I need to warm up my soapbox? Probably. Okay. Um, this is the stuff that, above everything else, just makes you mad. <laughs> so, are you ready? Mm-hmm. The police department tried to say that the shooting happened on the 23rd instead of the 25th. If this would have been the case, there would have been more time between Ryan's injuries and his treatment. Time that the police department had no control over. But it wasn't. Right. On the 23rd. Right. (laughs) The original autopsy report had stated that Heather's time of death was the 25th between 5 and 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that doesn't matter what time they got there. It doesn't matter if he's been there for two days. It doesn't matter if he's been there for two hours. If they get there and he's in need of medical attention, been in need for of medical attention for any amount of time, he needed it. You should have yep. got it for him. You should have exactly. Yep. That's stupid. Agreed. So that's what the original autopsy had said. Mm-hmm. But about two and a half months, or about a month and a half or two months later, the date of her death was changed to the 23rd. Because that was the last time anyone had seen or heard from them when they ordered pizza. That's not how an autopsy works. To my understanding, the coroner does not determine the time of death by the last time they were heard from. Exactly. They determine the time of death by their body temperature, by... The state of their wounds. State of their wounds. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Not when they last ordered pizza. Yeah. So what was the point of even doing the time of death on the first autopsy? I don't know. They're just, just going to change it. They're just trying to sweep their shadiness under the rug because they're stupid. Agreed. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. There are still sources out there that say that it happened on the 23rd. You heard it here. Not first. But no. you're hearing it here. It was the 25th. It was the 25th. A lot of my information came from an interview with Don Waller. Not personally. I wish. One of my sources was a guy who does podcasts. He did really good too. So this is Monsters. It's another true crime one. So go check them out. Yeah. It was really good. That's the only one I listened to because it covered this. But he had covered this before. And Don Waller, Ryan's dad, had commented on his YouTube video that he had some information wrong or something along those lines. And this guy, I do not know his name. I'm so sorry. He says, okay, can I talk to you? And Don says yes. That's awesome. Yes. His, his dad seems pretty cool too. So I suggest watching that one too. But a lot of this information came from directly from Ryan's dad. That's really good though. Yeah. The fact that he's like, no, let me tell you. Yes, what exactly. They were putting out there that's wrong. Yep. So there were still articles that had put that it was on the 23rd. Articles that were published in 2021. Wow. Yeah. Get it together. Yep. If you can find the right information, not that you're not smart or anything like mm-hmm. that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If you, this is not your only full-time job career. Yeah, this is not my forte You can find the correct means. information. So can they. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Soapboxes. They're happening. <laughs> yes. So, Don had said that it was stupid that they changed it because he said just because I didn't talk to them on the 23rd. Or the 24th doesn't mean that they were dead. Yeah, we don't talk to each other every single day. Exactly. Whatever, anyway. I don't think you're dead. I hope not. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't want you worrying about me just because you don't hear from me for a couple days. Okay. The 23rd also didn't make sense because of the state of Ryan's injuries. So let's go into that. Mm -hmm. They were fresh wounds. They were still bleeding. That's not including the color that they were. Yeah, you can see in the picture that there's like blood on him. There's a little blood down his face. So, when bruises start to heal, they start to change in color and everything. These were fresh. There were no signs of healing here whatsoever. hmm And you can see all this from the pictures that were taken when Ryan was taken to the police station before he was interrogated. So, Dalton saw them in person and he saw them up close. These yep. were not two-day-old wounds. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> Furthermore, I'm on my soapbox now. Step up. During the interrogation, Detective Dalton kept asking, what happened last night? Thank you. Tell me what happened last night. And so on. Why would you Why are you saying that? Before the interrogation started, while pictures were being taken of Ryan, Detective Dalton stated, quote, I noticed an injury to his eye and that it was like what I would call a swollen black eye, an old injury, and at the time, I didn't deem it necessary for him to have any kind of medical attention. End quote. Right. Yeah. Okay. If I saw somebody that looked like that, I would think you need to get that checked out like now. It doesn't look like somebody just got punched. But Mm-mm. even if he did, there are all kinds of brain injuries that happen all the time just from blunt force trauma, let alone getting shot. So yes, he needed medical attention and you caught that from the first two minutes of the interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Moving on to some more of Dalton's quotes. When asked about certain policies or procedures that are in place when dealing with injured suspects, Detective Dalton said that there weren't specific steps to follow and they were to use their own discretion. 
I feel like that's not true. I don't either. He said, quote, I would determine their state of mind. In this particular case, Mr. Waller is answering my questions in the proper manner that I would expect him to, end quote. And uh, this was from a deposition after they were sued. Dude. <laughs> he was coherent. He's saying he was coherent. He was making sense with what he was saying. Yep. He said he was answering his questions in the proper manner that he would expect him to. Okay, I'm stepping up. Okay. If you are a police officer, you take an oath to uphold the law and whatever. Mm-hmm. You are human and you make mistakes. Right. But if you do, you need to have the decency to admit it and apologize yes. and give people what you owe them because you contributed, possibly, mm-hmm. to the death of their son. Yes, exactly. The least you could do is say, you didn't mean to, but it could have contributed. And for that, you are deeply sorry. I mean, it's just like the if least a you doctor, do. it's just like if a doctor messes up. You are responsible for that person's life. If you played a role in it, you could, possi- you could possibly... Mm-hmm lose your license for that and not be able to practice i don't see how this is any different it's not you are sworn in as a police officer and it is your responsibility and your duty to protect people serve and protect yes and if you don't do that i don't see why you can't be held to the same standards (sighs) (laughs) well we should probably keep going yes because i could rant all day he is also asked how he decides if an injury is an emergency and Dalton explained, quote, Obviously, for me, it would be unconsciousness, belated answers to my questions, reasonably. Looking at the injury, obviously. He wasn't bleeding. It was scabbed. It was just my opinion at first. It was a black eye. End quote. But it was bleeding. Yes, it was. And nothing was scabbed. So, this is what he said, like, during the trial for the... It was a deposition. I don't know how that's different, honestly. But it wasn't a trial. Okay, so... During that, could he not get, like, I don't know if perjury is a thing during depositions, but in trouble because there's obviously evidence that he was bleeding that's contradictory to what he's saying? I have no idea. I hate it. Lawyers, let us know. Yes, that'd be nice. These questions were from a lawyer, but I'm not sure whether this was a defense attorney or a prosecutor. Okay. I don't really know. Anyway, a different lawyer asked Dalton... If anything was said to him by the fire department employees about Ryan's injuries after they had looked at Ryan. And Dalton answers, quote, they didn't think he was shot. They said, you know, there's nothing really wrong with him. I said, well, you guys have to take him out of here. End quote. Okay. But that's not what happened. Okay. And it's on video. Okay. Play it now. No, I'm working on it. Please. (laughs) This is what was said after they checked out Ryan and while they were walking out of the interrogation room. Okay. And this is going to be the fire department people and Ryan. Okay. Okay. Where are we going? We're going to go to the hospital. Get checked out, bro. Look like you got shot right in the face. I can't really see them saying what's recorded and then going to Detective Dalton and saying something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, you need to, we're going to take you to the hospital. You need to get checked out, man. Because you look like you got shot in the face. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot that they just said that. Yeah. <sighs> and then they come to Dalton. Um, there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> like, we told him he looked like he got shot in the face just to be funny. <laughs> My gosh. Like, seriously. It doesn't make no, any it sense. No, it doesn't. In their defense, the city of Phoenix had a so-called expert who claimed that Ryan would have had the same amount of brain damage without the six-hour delay. That's not the issue, though. Well, it kind of is. 
If they don't, if he doesn't need that help, then the police department's claims of not getting him medical attention are kind of moot. But it's the principle of it. It whether he would have been in the same condition or he would have passed away for the, from the same injuries if he had been laying there for two hours or if he wouldn't, if they had got there sooner or whatever. The it's point kind of like is, what you were saying earlier. There's a possibility. Yeah. Like that expert, I don't care how many years you've been doing it, you cannot say 100% certainty without a doubt that them getting him medical attention when they, when he was in their custody would not have saved his life. You right. don't know that for right. sure. God is the only one that knows that. Right. Okay? And you ain't him. So, the principle is, you don't know. Right. I've said that like four times. I'm sorry. But you <laughs> no. don't know that. No, you don't. And I think that what you're trying to get at is the fact that he needed a med- he needed a medical attention. Yes. And he didn't get it because of them. Yes. That's what, that's what the issue is. Yes. That is what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. I'm sorry. I get heated and my words will not form the way I want them to form. I understand. Not that. My brain is going faster (laughs) than, whoops, sorry, than my mouth can talk. I understand completely. (sighs) Dawn had paid a, I want to say, $10,000 retainer for a different brain surgeon out of Florida that had a very different opinion. Okay. Stating that every minute matters. And they refer to the first hour as the golden hour when you have a brain bleed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Duh. Unfortunately, the case was dismissed three weeks before the trial was supposed to start. Yeah. Okay. And the Wallers decided not to appeal in case they lost because if they did, they would have to pay all of the legal fees. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't like that. I don't either. And that's sad that they can't fight as much as they want to fight because of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so aggravating. I agree completely. That's a whole whole nother (laughs) box that I'm not stepping on today. Yeah, we should probably not (laughs) (laughs) i wish that i could say this is where things get better but i have more facts and a lot of them are sad okay yeah sorry i did already mention that a lot of my information came from the interview with ryan's father dawn there -hmm. was a lot of misinformation that i already mentioned that got published a lot of the stuff that you see came from that interview i would just recommend that not to read any of the articles honestly um listen to the interrogation tape and listen to the youtube video that i post that i used for my research because he covers everything yeah he goes into a lot of detail about detective dalton a lot more than what i do yeah i don't want to hear a whole lot Mm, yeah that's fine but just do that okay do yourself a favor and don't read the articles (laughs) okay anyway so um here are a few things that dawn speculated when he was talking to the other guy okay i wish i knew his name i apologize (laughs) this is monsters is the guy (laughs) okay anyway so, he feels that maybe when Richie was found wandering around in the backyard, he was scoping out the place and planning on robbing them then. That makes sense. Yep. He also thought that maybe Richie felt like Ryan's place was the perfect place because if there were any fingerprints or other DNA found, it would have made sense that they mm-hmm. were his because he used to live there. And he would know his way around because he used to live there. Exactly. So, if he was having that thought, then he might not even have been a suspect. Yeah. I mean, they can't arrest you for your prince being at the crime scene because you used to live at the crime scene. Yep. So, now we're going to talk about Alicia. Okay. So, she had actually come back home that night, but it was during the time that Ryan's parents had left for coffee. So, nobody knew. She didn't notice anything, and when she heard knocking, apparently, based on my research, what I've heard from other stuff, she didn't think anything of it other than the fact that Ryan would probably get the door. Okay. 
she didn't know anyone had been there earlier knocking because she came home before that or after that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like with the police knocking yeah. and stuff. She wasn't home. No, she was. Before... When his parents were knocking. Yes. Okay. She didn't. She wasn't there. So my thought is how, how would she not notice if Ryan and Heather are obviously already, or Heather's already dead. Mm-hmm. Ryan is passed out, whatever, unconscious. How would she not notice that? I, I don't know. Maybe she thought that Heather might have been asleep. Maybe it was dark. Yeah. I mean, I guess if she lived there, she wouldn't need a light. She would know where yeah, stuff was maybe. and how to get around. Because, yeah. I mean, if I get up to pee in the middle of the night. You don't need all the lights on. I don't need all the lights on because yeah. I can feel my way around and know where stuff is. Yeah. And Ryan, and Ryan had said that he had tried to go back to sleep. So, maybe he was in the bedroom too. So, maybe she didn't even see Ryan. Yeah, that's true. And maybe with the knocking, maybe she felt like if it was Ryan's house, then he yeah. would be the one to get the door maybe. And if she was just the roommate, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. just. The police didn't have a sense of urgency anyway, right? Yeah. So they're knocking on the door. I'm thinking they probably didn't announce who they were. They probably Yeah, didn't. it didn't seem like they were in, you know, any hurry. And they were peeking through windows and stuff, but she was probably in her bedroom. Yeah. I mean. It seems weird, but then again, it could all be explained too. Yeah. I feel like maybe there's not a whole lot of information because she wasn't suspected and we already, we know who did it. We know what happened. We just don't know her reasoning and thoughts on everything. Yeah. It's probably irrelevant anyways. It's just. I just, those were questions that I thought of too. So some of them, some of them you thought of, but. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. Another point was that the police should not have needed a warrant. Exactly. Obviously. Why didn't they kick the door down? Exactly. (laughs) Another sad point. Don was distraught and he couldn't even go check on his son whenever they were bringing him out of the house. Before they even got into the house, he was wondering outside, is that my son that they saw on the couch? Yeah. He didn't even know for a long time. Why wouldn't they? Because he was a suspect of murder. Okay, grief. There are going to be times when you're escorting somebody out of a house that is a murderer. I completely understand that. If there is a parent there, just let them say something. Let them see that they're okay. Yep. I agree. If no other reason for the parent that has done nothing wrong. That is their child. Regardless of what they've done, that's their child. Yep. Just let them know they're okay. Let them tell them them they love them and take them. Yep. That's just, that aggravates me. Agreed. Don had said that he was just trying to talk to them and he was asking him, just let me go see my son. Just let me go see if he's okay. Because whenever they brought him out of the house, Ryan's mother was on the other side mm-hmm. and they could see, she said it was Ryan and they could see that his face was damaged somehow. Yeah. And the police wouldn't let him near Ryan. They were telling him that they were in the middle, in the middle of the investigation. At one point he was trying to basically push past an officer. He wasn't thinking straight. Mm-hmm. And the officer kind of like pushed him back and he was even like bumping him with his chest saying, take another step, take another step. Oh, like taunting him. Yeah. Like that's the way Don felt exactly. Like he was being taunting, taunted. And then he said, well, it's Christmas. Or he thought to himself, it's Christmas. I'm not going to go to jail on Christmas night. I'll calm down. But wow. yeah, he eventually thought that Ryan was okay because he saw an ambulance pull up, but they left after about 10 minutes without even looking at Ryan. What they did was they went in confirmed that Heather was dead, assumed. I don't know if it was them that assumed or the police that instructed them. Yeah. But that was it. 
tunnel vision to the max. At least by one, if not multiple people. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it could be multiple with the way that everything went down. Yeah. Yeah. Don was told by a police officer that Ryan was fine. He just had a black eye. So he's sitting here thinking, okay, my son's okay. Ugh. In the interrogation room, you can see this on the video too. There are handcuffs hanging down from the table. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there by himself. I don't know who ushers him into the room, but he's sitting there by himself for a little bit before Detective Dalton comes in. And he actually takes the handcuffs and he handcuffs himself to the table. He's sitting there. He's fiddling with it. He opens it. He puts it around his wrist. That's it. Weird. Even just that seems. Yeah. Yep. And Detective Dalton didn't, well, he may not have known that yeah. he wasn't handcuffed before. Yeah. Some people think that he may have thought that someone else did it. Yeah. That I understand. See, I'm a big enough but, person to own up to where I might yeah. have been wrong in that accusation. Yep. But just, just seeing that is sad. Because, like, he's restrained here and he doesn't even need to be. Yeah. And nobody notices that he doesn't, you know, it's just, it's anyway. It's so sad. <laughs> Don didn't hear anything about Ryan until 7.04 the next morning after he had already been admitted to the hospital and was in critical condition. Yeah, they took him at 6? Yeah. And after they assessed his injuries and everything, the hospital calls <sighs> him. Wow, okay. Yep. He gets placed in the police car at 1 o'clock in the morning. And the next thing he knows... Is his son is in critical condition six hours later. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Thinking anyway. all that's wrong with him is a black eye. Yeah. That whole time. <sighs> um, another sad fact. Sorry for so many. The broken jaw was not caused from the shooting. The surgeon couldn't explain the broken jaw because it wasn't near Ryan's other injuries. Okay. The police reports from that night explain that they used a special technique to get Ryan to quit resisting, which is what they thought that he was doing at the time. Are you kidding me? No. Would you like me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. The technique that they used is called targeted pressure. They put pressure on the mandibular nerve, which is behind the ear on the back of the jaw. There are different pressure points that police use this to kind of To subdue subdue. them. Yeah. So, the left jaw is mentioned in the police report. Although Ryan had told his dad that he was punched. Mm -hmm. So, either way, he ended up with a broken jaw because of this. Ryan is not only suffering from brain damage, he has been shot in the face, he has been robbed, he has been handcuffed and forced to the ground by police officers who are supposed to protect him. Oh my gosh, it's so aggravating. I mean, it makes sense if the person is resisting, but Ryan wasn't doing that. He was mentally incapable of cooperating. He didn't know what was going on. Oh, this is so aggravating. I know, I know. I got, so, I'm getting so much quieter because I do not know what to say anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. More, more bad ones. I mean, oh I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I've got a few more and then I'm done. Okay. Oh. Okay. We all know that regardless of the crime, if a suspect needs medical attention, they're seen at a hospital before they are interrogated. Yes. Even Larry Carver had received treatment once after dogs were sent after him. This was not the same case. With Ryan, but even he was granted that privilege, that right. When like police dogs yes. were after him? Yes. And the police dogs got him, so then they took him to get checked out. Yes. You know why? There's a mugshot of him in a hospital gown. You know why they did it then? Because it was their department uh, that hurt him. They did it to cover their own butts. Yeah, that makes sense now. But I was like, him? Even him? Yeah. Yeah. Was, because that could come back bad on them. 
They did to cover their own butts. That's why yeah. he got it and Ryan didn't. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Wow. Was this, that was the same police department, correct? Probably. Okay. I mean, I don't know 100%, but. Okay, if it was the same police department, which I'm assuming it was. It probably was. Then they did it to cover their own butts. If it was a different police department, it's because they have their crap together. Right. But it's so. just like, even that guy, even the one who did that to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, nobody from the police department even checked on Ryan while he was in the hospital. Of course not. They don't give a crap. I know. And this is also not the only account we have of dishonest behavior involving Detective Paul Dalton. There is another story that is covered on the podcast episode that I watched. A phone interview with a young man who also suffered at the hands of Dalton. Of course. Not That's as not much, surprising. Not as much medically or physically, but yeah, he wasn't treated fairly either. I don't necessarily want to go into all of his details because I feel like this is Ryan's story. So Yeah, but and his is a separate story that needs its own attention. Yes, agreed. I suggest you listen to it. It's just as, maybe not just as aggravating, but aggravating too. If you feel like getting mad. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like getting, getting mad, give it a listen. On the plus side, the small plus side that I have, okay? Yes, just give me a crumb. Okay, I'll give you a crumb. The United States Department of Justice is currently investigating the Phoenix Police Department regarding civil rights violations and misconduct. Good. And Dalton? You will meet your maker, mister. I have a question. Is Dalton still a police officer? Is he still a detective? No, he's retired. Good. But he's probably like he's living in his out. his little cabin on a golf course with his nice little pension. I hope you think about this. I hope you think about Ryan. I hope so too. The Department of Justice has contact information also for anyone who has suffered at the hands of the Phoenix Police Department. Okay. So if you know anybody who has been through anything like this, I'm going to add that information to you. That way you can go there. So obviously if you have suffered in any way, you can contact them. And I'm actually curious too if anybody has had any run-ins with Detective Dalton. Yes. If you wouldn't mind to tell us. Yes, I would be very interested in hearing any of those stories. Yes, and if you want us to tell those stories, we will. If you yeah. don't, you can just tell us not to. <laughs> yeah. If you just want us to know or whatever, you can you can let us know what you want us to do with that information. So, Exactly. So that's kind of a lighter note. Sort of. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's all I got, though. Yeah, you can email us with those stories, as well as personal stories, spooky stories, experiences with true crime, or the paranormal. You can email us. Join our Facebook group. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. Become a relative. Yes. Three buckaroonies. Twelve corners. Thirty dimes. Sixty nickels. Three hundred pennies. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye.